Welcome to Opus Private Clients Wealth Style Podcast. All of the material discussed on our podcasts have specific themes, and that's to move your wealth and lifestyle forward, increase your purpose, and provide you with clarity and confidence. Opus's mantra is always forward. We have found that regardless of one's wealth, moving your lifestyle forward is the number one priority for our clients. On our podcast, we'll share our rich 35 years of experience in designing strategies, share clients' experiences, and introduce resources that have positively impacted our clients. We trust that you will enjoy our direct, transparent, and realistic approach to positively impacting the quality of you and your family's lives. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the third part of the Opus Private Client Wealth Style Podcast Retirement Threat Series. Uh, my name's Yvonne Watanabe. I'm joined by my amazing partner, George Papanikolaou. What's going on, George? How you doing, Yvonne? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to have you join today to talk a little bit about a, a big threat that is that we see in planning for our clients that is kind of unknown and really goes without much thought, but I do think it's relatively important, and that's a big technological change and in, in something that we really need to make sure that our clients are focused in on and addressing. Before we get into it, I, I think it would be great for you to share a little bit about what retirement means to you. I love that question. Retirement to me, really means being financially independent. You know, I'm not a big fan of having to wait until some dictated age to spend and enjoy my money. I have this thing that, you know, who came up with having to wait until you can collect full social security as being the age you can start living and doing the things you always wanted. And who wants to wait until they're 67 years old to be able to spend and enjoy what they work so hard for you? I want to enjoy the entire ride. That means really moving from a position of needs into a position of wants. I have four small kids, which I've said previously on, on a previous podcast, and I'm very conscious of the fact that what my idea of retirement right now is will be very different <laughs> when I actually get there. There's a lot of variables, which this particular series of podcasts is addressing, which I'm pumped for, and people have to take all of them into account because they're very important. Having a plan and revisiting it periodically is key, making adjustments while life is happening is probably the ultimate goal while keeping your eye on the prize. You know, I want to take care of my kids and all and make sure they're in a good place, but I also want to spend the time with my wife and enjoy the time with my wife and everything that we were working so hard for and creating now. I mean, to put it simply, retire, retirement really means never needing to do something, rather doing what I want and definitely never having the quote unquote, I wish I would have. Got it. No regrets. No regrets, man. That's great. I love that. I, I think that resonates with, with a lot of people, including myself. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. So on the topic today, again, threats towards retirement, fill the audience in a little bit about what we think about for as it relates to technological change and that, that being a, a concern. Look no further than the supercomputer we all have in our pockets right now, which probably a lot of people are actually listening to this conversation to right now. When my parents, your parents, were you know, 30 years ago doing their planning, they never anticipated having a little tiny thing with more technology than the, the space shuttle that went to the moon had on it in their pocket and the expenses associated with it, right? Tech is moving so fast today, it's hard to keep up. It's a good thing and a bad thing, right? And give an example of televisions. My younger brother just bought a 65-inch smart TV with all the 
things on it, and it was $350. We bought one for my dad way back when as his 50th birthday present. It was a $5,000 plasma. Now, I don't remember how big it was, but they don't even sell those things anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tech is great that it makes our life easier in many ways, especially for seniors, but uh, these expenses are definitely were not part of the conversation they were having 20 and 30 years ago. The costs associated with these things, I mean, look, we have what's called the, the Internet of Things right now and, and smart homes. These are costs that are never factored in. You know, the Nest for your thermostat, is I don't know if you, know, you have it or not, it's awesome. But, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars. Ring cameras and this and that, they're all of these additional costs that do make your life easier, make everything better, but they are very expensive. They're almost never factored in when individuals are using like online calculators to estimate their burn in retirement, you know? Technology is ultimately part of your lifestyle. Cell phones, laptops, everything has planned obsolescence, everything. I mean, again, going back to the iPhone, they stop working. <laughs> everything, you know, they slow down. Everyone hates doing the update because every time you do an update, something happens. And, you know, something doesn't work as well because they, you know, they want <laughs> right, the, right. you to keep upgrading. They're like $1,000 now. Depending on a client's overall net worth, they're not getting the correct advice because a lot of advisors just don't want to work with individuals who don't have a high net worth. It's not cost effective to them. That's just the truth. These individuals are then forced to do the research on their own, which is not always advisable. You know, you should always do your own homework, but to plan something like that, that's so big and so important to you, you should have professional advice, relying on programs and algorithms to find quote unquote, your numbers is very dangerous. You know, how much income do I take? I don't think that anybody really takes technological change in, into account, right? It sounds like a minor thing to put in place, but it really does add up, right? I mean, you think about the cell, you brought up the cell phone, right? It's a couple hundred dollars, but that's just the cost of the cell phone plan, not, not even the new phone that I need to buy. And you, you're going to need a new phone every six, seven years, right? So you might need four or five during your retirement. You think about car. Well, a car is eventually going to break down. I, you know, I don't necessarily know how much driving you're doing, but you have a car in place and then maybe every, every 10 years, I'm going to need a new car. So that's maybe a new down payment and I need new tires. Insurance costs will change on that as I get a new car. Everything seems to con to add up. And, it, and what I find, and I don't know, I'm curious to get your take on this, is that expenses don't decrease in retirement right? They seem to stay level one way or another. If one thing is going down, the cost of something else is going up. Do you, are you finding that too? For sure. I would say, you know, generally speaking, people's thoughts are, oh, you know, I'll spend the most in the early parts of my retirement because as I get older, my body starts to give up. I won't travel as much. Well, it's great. Sure. That, that's true in some respects. I mean, I hope it's not true for, for, for us that we stay healthy enough, but healthcare goes up and, and the costs of that. And again, linking that to technology, there's how do you get in and out of your bathtub? How do you travel from one place to another? You know, you brought up cars. Great point. They now have self-driving cars. I remember having my mother-in-law is 80. She has the Navi in her car. She can't link her phone. She went and she paid for Wi-Fi in her car. I don't even think she knows what it is. And again, these are all just additional costs. She, she really, she, she's lucky she has us that we're, you know, we're helping her out, but people don't have that yeah. luxury. It does become very expensive because 
these are lifestyle costs that aren't factored in to, you know, what you, again, quote unquote, need for retirement. I think it's the, the major sort of travel expenses may reduce over time, right? Maybe you do travel less because you can't or don't have a, a want to, to travel a ton, but it's those fixed costs that seem to creep up. It's those daily living things that continue to increase and they go up in a small way and then seem to, to, to go up and never, ever go down. One of the ones I, 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 I was talking about this with my wife and I promised I would say is everybody that's older, like a lot older uh, than us, like my parents' age, they all want the, the home phone, the landline. I think it's kind of funny because it's all linked. The power goes out, their, their, their phone doesn't work. I get their justification for it, but they all have one. And my parents have one. My mother-in-law has one. It costs, I, I, think my, I think my parents are paying like 60 or $70 a month just to have a landline with, that they don't use. They still use their cell phones. Why? That's because the shift in technology has made us so, the, the cell phone is the most convenient. It becomes your phone. I don't even think my dad knows what his home number is, but he insists on having that line because it's ingrained in his DNA to have a landline, you know, cost he just doesn't need. There's scarier things with tech. Tech is great, it's cool, but older Americans are using technology at, uh, in some instances, higher rates than even youth, especially in social media platforms. It helps them combat loneliness and isolation, especially now COVID was a is huge. I mean, that was a good, good thing for them. People in, right. in senior living facilities couldn't see their families. That uh, was the only way they could stay connected. But again, that's something that they hadn't planned on using. They had, there's a learning curve and costs. People over the age of 50 are the predominant force on Facebook. With that, it opens them up to a huge amount of fraud because they are perpetrated through those social media platforms. They also are very new to internet. Maybe don't protect their personal data the same way a younger person who has known it from their the minute they could talk you know how to protect that it does open them up to a lot of you know phishing emails uh, cyber attacks there's stories of seniors receiving emails that say you know we've captured your grandkid and you need to pay us two thousand dollars right now or something bad will happen these these are true stories or donate to this cause and they do so maybe from a good place or from a place of being scared. And it's, it's total theft. Phone calls. There was a huge one going on in the New York area here. My father actually fell for. It was the Con Ed scam. I don't know if you guys heard about this. People were calling up cell phone numbers. They were getting the data. I believe it was from social media. And they were saying that this is Con Edison. You haven't paid your bill. We're going to shut your power off. You need to pay your outstanding bill of you know, whatever it was, you know, $1,000. $500, $2,000. They take the payment right there and then. Mind you, it's total BS. It, it wasn't true. My dad actually paid it because he, he got freaked out. Then called us up and we said, Conan doesn't call you. It happened. There's no, way to, there's no recourse for that. Nonetheless, it happens very often. Got a pretty, pretty scary thing. I mean, I, it brings to light both just the actual physical parts of technology Right. And the, the actual hard dollar costs of some of those things and just what technology represents and means to us as we go into retirement and how to leverage those things. I appreciate that insight. Before we before we end, George, are there any other things that you want the audience to take away as it relates to the to the threat of technology during retirement? 
some people don't have close family or, you know, it's important to have someone. Easier said than done. There's, especially when people are a lot older, it's up to us to look after our parents and our grandparents and to check in on them, make sure they're okay, ask them questions. But it's important for people themselves to ask a lot of questions. Don't ever give out your personal information. If you're buying a car, ask the person, you're, you're paying them, they're being compensated. Ask them to help you set the things up so your information isn't blasted all over the place. Be careful of what you post online. I'm a little bit more that's on the scary side. It's only because it's a real big problem. I really, I, I hope that there's mechanisms put in place to help people out for that. Great, man. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure the audience appreciates it as well. As always, George, thanks a ton. Please stay tuned for our next episode of the Opus Private Client Wellstyle podcast in the series Threats in Retirement. Talk to you guys soon. Subscribe below to hear when our next podcast gets released. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Style Podcast. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Yvonne Watanabe is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS member FINRA SIPC. Yvonne Watanabe and George Papanikolaou are financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Opus Private Client LLC is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Yvonne's California Insurance License Number 0H44206. Compliance Approval 2020-113508 expires 12 of 2022.